You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome into the PHNX Sun Devil Show brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave a five-star review. I'm Anthony Totri, joined by the boys as usual. We got Shane Diefenbach and Sean DePaz on this wonderful Wednesday. Boys, how we doing? Yo, yo. <laughs> lovely as always. You look lovely this morning, Sean, You look or this afternoon. You look happy. Thank you. I had a uh, smoothie from Dutch. Oh no way, dude! Literally, really literally, when you when you were smiling and you were like, I had I, the first thing that came to mind was smoothie. I was like, this man looks like he just had a really good smoothie. <laughs> yeah, a nice a nice mango smoothie from Dutch Bros. They're fire. They go hard. hard. Um, and I'm feeling good. I'm feeling muy bueno. Muy bueno. Wow, we speak Spanish on this show now. How you doing, Shane? Un poquito. So you got your bang this time. Yeah, got my bang pre-show. Um, got to produce the Sun Show later, so that'll be fun. Um, but yeah, it's a overall, it's a good Wednesday. I want to say it's a Tuesday because I had Monday off. Yeah, it's um, weird. It's a Wednesday. Excited for some ASU hoops tomorrow and Saturday. Going to be good. Yeah, it should be really good. Was actually out at availability uh, today to talk with Kamani Lawrence about a story down the line, but also a little bit about. The upcoming matchup against Oregon, he was asked about what ASU needs to kind of do differently to build off the momentum that they got from the Washington State game. Um, And he spoke about the defense, talking a little bit about how it was weird for them that the defense was a liability almost against Washington. And they want to get back to kind of like their bread and butter. But he also said something that was kind of interesting to me in that I want to get your guys' take on is Kamani said that this next stretch of games for ASU is going to be their most important stretch of the season. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's, I feel like that's not that bold of a statement. I mean, their only chance of doing anything in this season is making a splash in in the Pac-12 tournament. And in order to do that, you have to be playing good basketball. You have to be hot going into the Pac-12 tournament. So um, they have to they have to perform well, even if they don't win all of the games. They need to at least be competitive in them and win the games they should win and have some momentum going into that tournament or else it's it's ultimately not going to matter. There'll be a one and done, which I don't expect. I, I think they will be able to play yeah. good basketball and they'll be able to carry that momentum in. This is one of those years for a college basketball team where every stretch they go on after a loss is the biggest stretch of the season. Yeah. You know, like they just need to get back on track. And that's kind of been the story this whole year. Um, a win against Oregon would really help because mm. it would change how 
this team has kind of trended during good streaks of play where it's just like, oh, this team looks good. And then, uh-oh, stinker, it's happening again. Um, so, you know, a, a, bit, a win with uh, at home against Oregon and then Oregon State um, would, you know, give you some momentum at least heading into a really good UCLA team that has your number this time, I would expect. Yeah, you mentioned how important, I mean, this specifically, again, this game against Oregon is a team that is, you know, trending upwards. Oregon historically is one of the better teams in terms of Pac-12 basketball. Uh, n- not the best stat if you're an ASU fan here, but since 2014, since March of 2014, ASU is 3-13 and against Oregon. They'll want to know this year. <laughs> but want to know this year. I guess that's all that matters. It's what's interesting to me is that this this team is like really different than the team that they were when they played Oregon the first time. Like they weren't playing great basketball and they played really well against Oregon. The start the lineup that they have is different. Enoch's playing more minutes. So it's it's it, assuming that they're sticking with that the the starters and the kind of and more importantly the finishers that they have been uh recently. It's it's going to be a very different team. So it's going to be interesting to see how if that makes this game like if they're able to win this without having to go to overtime without it being a close game or if it if it hurts them um so it's 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 going to be a very different game obviously both teams are in very different positions than they were at that point in the season uh so it's it's going to be different yeah well you also have to remember yeah it was a different team they were playing different basketball obviously marion was still struggling a ton which he's not anymore but but the win came at the hands of a 23 point performance i want to say from dj horn Um, and four threes from Jay Heath, obviously the one in overtime being, or the Senate in overtime being the biggest. Uh, yeah, it's just like they won because they had stud performers. And uh, of course they played really, really solid defenses. They've been doing most of the year, but it came mostly at the hands of a really strong offensive performance for two of ASU's best players. And we haven't seen that recently from this team. Uh, there hasn't been a jump out performance in the last couple of weeks besides the Marion game. Um, and it's just kind of been, you know, solid team play. And is that good enough to beat Oregon? We'll be able to see um, come tomorrow, but I don't think it will be. You need, I think you need somebody to step up. Who, who is that guy for you? Like you mentioned the DJ Horn game. You mentioned how big Jay Heath was in that game. ASU has gone, it seems, a couple games without a guy really just popping out on the stat sheet. Sean, I'll start with you. Who do you think that guy needs to be tomorrow? Um. I mean, I, I think it needs to be DJ. Like I, he just hasn't been performing the way he had, he was at the beginning of the season. And it, that, like we just said, that was the the key to them winning that game was DJ's performance. So I feel like, yeah, obviously Marian's really inconsistent. You're not sure if you're going to get a great game from him. If he can perform well, then, then that's obviously great. But uh, DJ performing well, I think is you need you can't rely on on Marion having a good game, which has kind of been what they it seems like they've been doing from the backcourt recently is like having Marion perform well or else the points are coming from somewhere else. You can't you have to have more than just one person in the backcourt performing. So you'd love to see that. I say it every week. If Enoch can go in and dominate at like with his size down low, this ASU is going to be a very difficult team to beat regardless of who they're playing. Um, yeah. So Enoch, yeah. Enoch played six minutes in that game. I would expect yeah. him to play a lot more, but I'm looking at the minutes from this game. 
Um, the number that sticks out to me the most from Oregon side is Will Richardson playing yep. 43 minutes. Um, and that was the biggest thing in the game, holding Will Richardson to one for nine from the three-point line, two for 14 overall, only eight points total. They didn't have a bona fide stud. Um, obviously, you remember Kep Yang from uh, the bench had 17 points. Bill Walton's favorite guy was obsessed with him. So we'll see how that goes. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I really think you just have to have one of the guards have a solid game, and yeah. hopefully this can be another continuation of Jalen Graham's, you know, transformation into a one of ASU's best player and maybe Kamani can come back and you know have another double double it's gonna need a lot uh I don't think this is obviously this is not the same Oregon team as they saw in December but it's definitely a beatable Oregon team yeah you you mentioned Will Richardson I wanted to get into him a little bit just the the matchup problem uh, or not really the problem just kind of the matchup in general how ASU was able to contain him because he is one of the conferences best athletes and best scores. I believe he's fourth in the conference in terms of scoring. He only scored the eight points that you mentioned, shot 14% from the field, 11% from three. His last outing was against Washington State, uh, where Oregon only was able to win that game by three points. He had seven points in four turnovers. Before that game, the other time where he was held under 10 points was that ASU game in December. And at a season... Uh, on a whole, he's only been held to like four or five times he's been held under 10, going all the way back to early November when they were playing the Invitationals. So this is not a guy that shoots that poorly um, that often. So it'll be really interesting to see how ASU plans to tackle Richardson this time out, I think. But, yeah, yeah and, sure. And, I mean, I, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. I like no, it's, it's just um, it, no. I I mean they just kind of have to do what they did last time. Is they have to get back to playing good defense. They have to make sure that they can test threes without following him. Um, because that's tends to be I feel like kind of the bane of ASU's existence is getting into foul trouble, and they obviously have to avoid that. Um, but I don't know. It's it's. But I think last game, like I said in general about these Washington State games, like was an anomaly. I don't think it, I don't. I'm not. I don't want to read too much into them, even though that they, even though ASU did win. Um, so I think the defense will get back on track, and they should be able to um, give him fits again. Um, but ASU is is one of, if not, is one of the best defensive teams in the Pac-12. And I don't. I think um, they won't have any problem kind of getting back into that and and hopefully limiting Richardson to yeah less than well, ten points again. Totri, you talked yeah. about matchups. Who do you want to see on him, Totri? Who do you want to see matching up? Spe- specifically on him? Specifically. I, I think coming off the game that he did, I'd really like to see what Luther, um, the challenges that Luther Muhammad could present Love for that. him. I think 100%. especially you're talking about momentum. You want to talk about a, a guy that is trending upwards and could really use a back-to-back kind of performance. I Luther think Luther Muhammad moon. would be, would be <sighs> huge for him. Um not only for this game, but going forward to build him a little bit more confidence for the rest of the season. But it's the last time we're going to talk about this, this matchup uh, before the game. So Shane, who, who do you think, uh, who do you think comes out on top tomorrow night? What do you, what do you think you're going to, what answer do you think you're going to get? The Sun Devils are, <laughs> are, are, are sticking a pitchfork into the ducks and cooking up some nice food tomorrow night for the world. <laughs> The conference of champions um, is going to be on full display. I'm very excited for this game. I I think ASU. I really think this is the one where ASU kind of breaks the spell of of letdowns. 
Um, and if they don't, I won't be very surprised. But I, 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 if I had to give a prediction, I think ASU wins a tight one, probably around this five to six point range um, tomorrow night in Tempe. John? Yeah, I'm going right about the same spot. I think um, the defense is going to get back to what they were before the, the Washington State game. Um, I just I have a feeling that someone is going to perform well. Um, one of these guys in the backcourt is going to perform well. I mean, if you get, what was it, 11 points from Luther Muhammad that last time? Like, if you get something like that again, uh, ASU is also going to be really hard to beat. Um, and I think I think with Luther specifically, he's the kind of guy that, like, especially being a freshman, is is feeds off of – if you give him the confidence of having this kind of matchup against their uh, Oregon's leading scorer, if he does get that Richardson test, like, I think it's going to be – I think he can feed off of that and perform well on both ends of the ball. And if that happens, I think ASU is going to going to Luther or Jemiah. You said like, freshman. I was talking about Luther. I didn't mean to say freshman. But, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, no, I just I'm, in general, I like somebody who is not like doesn't get those kinds of minutes as yeah. not has no. been like consistent. Um, like having giving that kind of confidence that of having a task like that, I think can serve him well. And if you get a guy like that coming off the bench performing really well then ASU is going to be hard to beat. And I think they it's going to be close because I do think in general Oregon's a better team, but ASU playing good defense is going to be hard to beat. So but, I think ASU wins a close one. But speaking of freshmen, I would see I would love to see Jemiah come off the bench and guard Will Richardson. I think that would be very fun. Um, speaking about that, because Jemiah Neal, I've said, adds so much, not, mu- not much on the stat sheet, but Energizer Bunny type of guy. Um, would love to see some more minutes for him tomorrow night. Yeah, I think, I think we got a clean sweep. This time around, guys, I'm with you. I think I think ASU. What? I think they pull off a close one. Uh, I I don't by any means see ASU blowing this team out. The ASU denier himself, Anthony. Uh, listen, I'm not a denier. I'm a realist here. Okay, I was right about the Washington game. Um, I didn't make a prediction for the Washington State game. Uh, you were exactly wrong about USC, UCLA. Right. I was and exactly wrong about. A. I was exactly <laughs> wrong about that. <laughs> but hey. I, I do think they get it done. I think DJ Horn gets back to, to scoring. Um, and I think it's going to be big for this team to be back at home. We saw just the momentum that was being able to to be just, I guess, I don't know, put in the arena with, with fans finally back. Um, it was a good crowd. I'm excited to kind of see what the crowd is like for for a game like that tomorrow. Um, so I, I don't see any reason why Sun Devil fans shouldn't, shouldn't go out to DFA. Pack that place. You saw how well this team played with fans there. I know the U of A game wasn't, you know, the dub that everybody wanted, but that team played arguably its best game or at least the second best game of the season um, against U of A with a packed house. So that energy is definitely something they need. But as we transition to the NBA, it's time for uh, Shane's favorite part of the show, a good old ad read. About read, baby. <laughs> this one's for hoops fans. The latest offer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, is just too good to pass out. Pass up. New customers can bet just one dollar on any team and get one hundred. So good, you'll pass out. You'll pass out on it. Bet one dollar on any team times. and get one hundred and fifty dollars <laughs> in free bets if they win. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on the NBA with some same-game parlays, which we all know those are my personal favorite. Boys, anything cooking up for tonight? I mean, I'm still on my my dog. current hiatus. But dog, you know who's hiatus. playing tonight? Uh, you know who's Julius, playing? Julius, King, King Julian. Julian. Randall. 
over 32 and a half points and assists. They got the battle of the boroughs tonight. I'm fired up. Wow. Well, if you if you want to make the same bets as Shane, or if you want to fade Shane himself, you can only do it, or you should only do it on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Uh, download the app, use promo code PHNX, bet just $1 on any NBA team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code PHNX at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, 21 plus, Arizona only gambling problem, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only, minimum of a $5 deposit, eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Now, guys, I want to get into a former ASU player who was a part of the biggest trade at the NBA deadline. The Beard was traded from Brooklyn to Philly. He's now playing with uh, the the man, the myth, the legend, and Joel Embiid, while Ben Simmons was shipped off to Brooklyn. And they are going to have some fun with the Nets. But what, what do we think about this James Harden situation? The former Sun Devil kind of has bounced around the NBA searching for that title. Look, it's uh, it's fun. It, it, the NBA, yeah. me and Johnny talked about this. The NBA is the only league that really doesn't doesn't disappoint in terms of trade deadline stuff. Like, I don't care what happens here. It's going to be something new. It's going to be something interesting. I don't know if either Ben Simmons or James Harden are going to work out in their respective places, but who cares? It, it adds for entertainment, um, not just from a basketball standpoint, but from a fashion standpoint, as we saw last night. Oh, my from, goodness. <laughs> From a you know chemistry standpoint, as I'm sure we will see between some of these teams, I don't know if Ben Simmons is going to work out as great as people think, and I don't know James Harden. Uh, James Harden might work better than people think. Uh, it's going to be fun. I mean, obviously the Sixers still sometimes fall asleep as they got killed last night by the Celtics by 50 points. Um, I think I think it's going to work out great. I mean, anytime you get a bona fide outside stud of a score like James Harden combined with one of the most dominant big men in the NBA in Joel Embiid, I think it's going to work. I don't see how that wouldn't work, but people have their doubts and I understand why. Yeah, I'm not, I have to qualify this. I'm not comparing them to what I'm about to say, but it gives me like Kobe Shaq vibes. Yeah. Yeah, Like, like not, not in terms of either of them being to the level that Kobe and Shaq were, but just then you kind of have that, that dominant can go get a bucket and a dominant big um, like that, that combo has been proven to work as long as like the personalities can work. Um, so I, I think it's exciting for them. Ultimately, I think it's just a race for a race for uh, losing in the NBA finals, because I don't think it matters who's on what team in the East. They're going to lose to either the Suns or the Warriors. Um, and by either the Suns or the Warriors, I mean the Suns. Um, so <laughs> it's, it's fun, but I don't think it's going to make a much of a difference in result of the the NBA, like how the season ends. Um, but I think it's better for James Harden. Um, I think this is going to be the best chance that he has at winning, um, at winning an NBA finals, um, however long he's on this team. So hopefully it works out for him at some point after the Suns get theirs. Yeah. Harden spoke a little bit about, uh, his new team and kind of what his role is going to be in their mentality is what he had to say about it. Um, for me, it just, it, it made sense, man. It's, it's a time where I needed to be, uh, you know, around guys that I know that want to win and know that are willing to do whatever it takes to win. And um, the structure here is, is unbelievable. Uh, that's the goal, man. That's the goal. Like Daryl said, the opportunity to window is now. Joel is playing the best he's ever played. 
Um, you know, so my job is to come out there and help him and help the entire team win the championship this year and years going forward. What stuck out to me with that is the, uh, aside from you two, like making faces <laughs> behind the camera, uh, was the fact that he said he, he's glad to be in a place where the guys want to win now, which is interesting coming from a situation in Brooklyn and Houston, where Houston, like that team was built to beat the Warriors. Like, that team sold its soul. Like they crafted everything into simply beating that one Warriors team. And then he goes to Brooklyn, builds arguably the biggest disappointment of a super team of what could have been them only playing 16 games. But like everywhere he's been, he's been on rosters that are ready to win and he hasn't been able to do it. So that's like what's different here as opposed to where he's coming from. Well, I don't think that comment is anything. I don't think that comment is anything other than a shot at Kyrie Irving. Like, yeah, I, I don't. Yeah. Cause like, because he he played for the Rockets with Daryl Morey, so like he's not taking a shot at that Rockets team because he'd be taking a shot at the guy who just got him on this team. Um, I just think it's it's really like you can't help KD being injured. I don't think you can really deny that KD wants to win because if he didn't want to win, he wouldn't have gone to the, the biggest power team of all time. Um, I just think it's the fact that Kyrie was being selfish and didn't want to get a shot and play basketball. Um, I, I, that's all I really, that's all I really see in that comment, to be honest. Yeah. The, 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 I mean, it, it's not that the teams didn't want to win now. It's completely what you're saying, Sean. I think it was just a direct shot. I mean, this is the most win now moves moves I've ever seen for a team to do going for, going for three straight superstars and then trading for Blake Griffin and LaMarcus Aldridge, who are both past their prime. Exactly. Like that was the most win now team I've ever seen built. Um, so yeah, I, I, I definitely think it was just a shot at Kyrie. And speaking of Kyrie Irving this morning on the bed show, if you haven't seen it, check out what Johnny did. He was like, Oh yeah, Kyrie's playing away today. So, or the Nets are playing away today. So he's Kyrie's going to be able to play. Well, they're playing in New York on the road. So, in New York. Um, and so he still didn't rescind. He's still taking the Nets four and a half. I disagree because Julius Randle's going to have a great game. But aside from that, I think this is a good fit. I think Harden's going to have a lot of fun here, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Also, yeah. uh, shame, shameless promotion for that show because I watched it for the first time today, like all the way through. It's actually hilarious. It's fucking <laughs> incredible. The the <laughs> the banter that you can Listen, I haven't watched that show all the way through. Okay, it's I usually just minutes. I, I come for your, your picks and I leave. I come for the picks and I leave. But this time I sat there and I watched all of it. I'm plugging your show. <laughs> I wake Go up in the morning. Listen to the bet show. I wake up in the morning. I study my bets for an hour. And for the next three hours before the show, I practice my stage presence. And that is what is on full display when I'm not for giving three up. hours. For three hours, I go. Burr, burr, ma, ma. <laughs> You know, like uh, okay, Sharpay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> wow, I, I just I can't. But yes, every Monday through Friday. There you go. There's there's the shameless plug. And if you want to catch all the great shows that PHNX has to offer, not just the Bet Show, not just the Sun Devil Show, but all of the good stuff, it's really simple. Head to go phnx.com today and become a member of the fam. You're going to get either a free T-shirt from the PHNX locker or your first month for just fifty cents just for signing up. I know all three of us have got a lot of great uh, merch that is either on the way or that is ready to be sold to us. I know Shane is currently rocking one of the card shirts, just absolutely flexing. And they, he, he's always talking about the, the PHNX merch 
makes you look like you are the rock pretty much like quite literally it looks like a muscle suit he's a muscle he's wearing a muscle suit right now um and, (laughs) and sean's always talking about how comfortable they are so i'm excited to finally get my first my first batch you can stop flexing now. <laughs> I'm excited to get my first batch of these shirts. They're coming in anytime. And if you, again, want to get some of that great merch or you want to keep up with some great content, uh, I spoke with, again, Kamani Lawrence today and going to have a, a pretty in-depth feature about him um, and just kind of his journey playing basketball. He's getting ready um, to beat the record for most career games at ASU, which is absolutely crazy to me because i remember when he was a freshman uh but if you want to catch that story and literally everything else again head to gophnx.com today become a member of the fam you're going to get either a free t-shirt from that phnx locker or your first month just for signing up guys the last topic of the day takes us to the gridiron my my personal favorite is where you where what are you staring at sean um i have the tv on and they were just talking about the um vaccine mandate in new york so they had the mayor of new york city on there talk about it as we were talking about Kyrie, and i thought they might be lifting it which would have been a wild uh turn of the tables for, for just for johnny's picks just for johnny's pick <laughs> they lift the mandate um, so that Kyrie can play but the new york city mayor did say that he was struggling with it only applying to home players and so he's not too sure what to do about it so it may um or i'm only applying to visiting players so it may there may be changes uh, in the works, so hmm. we'll see if, if it a- changes anything. That that could definitely change the the fortune of, of the the Nets and the Eastern Conference as a whole. Most certainly could. And now that we're done talking about basketball again, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna go talk some ASU football for the la- last segment of the day. Uh, I know this this is definitely gonna be an interesting topic. Is there was an article written um, si.com about the Pac-12's quarterback comfort like rankings and polls. Um, and despite Jane Daniels coming back, and then they got the transfer from Alabama, ASU ranking near the bottom of the Pac-12 in terms of quarterback comfort level with schools like UCLA, USC, and Utah uh, at the top. This is what uh, Wilner had to say about ASU's quarterback room. He said, Tyson is a former four-star recruit who threw 16 passes in a reserve role for the Crimson Tide last season. Let's see. I'm not going to even try and pronounce this guy's last name. Borget? Borget? Come on. Yeah, Borget. Borget. Listen, man. I'm not French, man. It's just like Gerald. He'll join Borget, (laughs) who is entering his fourth year in the program to provide options in case Daniels is injured. Our lukewarm assessment of ASU's quarterback room also reflects Daniel's stagnation in his third season. As a starter, he threw 10 picks and seemed less comfortable in the pocket than he did as a freshman. What do you guys think in terms of ASU not only getting a transfer, but having Daniels for another season, yet they rank toward the bottom of that list? Pump the goddamn brakes. Everyone needs (laughs) to relax. It was one bad year, and I understand, like, you only have four of them. Like, yeah, it's not ideal <laughs> to have one bad year. But but this is a guy who came in as a freshman, cool, calm, and collected. And then, you know, we'll throw the COVID year out the window because, what was it, four or five games? Like, the, the, this kid is still such a talented guy. Like, yeah, like, arm talent doesn't leave. 
mentality wavers sometimes, you know, composure, that stuff can come and go, but the arm talent doesn't leave. You can't teach that. You, you, you just can't. And he has that it factor when it comes to his deep ball. He has that it factor when it comes to a, a pocket presence. He knows what he's doing and not to mention uh, he's really, really talented on the ground. Yeah. People need to relax. He didn't have a great, great targets last year. Last year was just a little weird. I understand the criticism completely, but the skepticism into looking into this year and thinking he's not going to be able to produce at a high level whatsoever is ridiculous. Um, it, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I'm fully there on the whole pump the brakes thing. I, I've said it, I said it earlier. I think without Rashad White, like Rashad was kind of a crutch for, for Jaden. He could just hand yep. the ball off to him. He could dump it off to him. Rashad was the entire offense. I think not having that combined with a new offensive coordinator and a new offensive assistant and Brian Billick, um, like I think it's going to, is a they're going to be able to unlock Jaden's full potential. And we're going to see more of freshman Jaden than we did last year's Jaden. And I think it's, I think he's going to perform a lot better. I don't think, I think completely selling off ASU and Jaden specifically, um, just because of what happened last year is kind of ridiculous. Um, and so I think I think I'm probably I'm much more comfortable with the quarterback situation. That's what exactly <laughs> they went eight and four. It's like they did not they weren't bad. And like Jaden had bad games and bad stretches, but like it wasn't like he was just terrible and, and they won games in spite of Jaden. Like Jaden yeah. had some good performances last year. So to act like he's just gonna be terrible and that ASU was completely distraught. Like if you want, if you if we're talking about the comfort level of the offense in general, then okay, I understand that. There's there's questions at receiving. Yep. They they lost two big two big linemen, right? Like th- there's and obviously they lost Rashad. Like there's questions about the offense, but Jaden is the one consistent. Jaden is the probably the thing I'm most confident in when it yep. comes to this offense. Yeah. So Agreed. I think this having no comfort with ASU's quarterback situation is kind of ridiculous. Yeah, I am 100 percent with you guys. I think if there's a position on this team. Uh, that ASU fans should be confident in. Um, it, it's got to be that quarterback position, right? You know how helpful it is to return uh, a guy like Jaden Daniels who's been in the program. Yes, he's going to probably be doing with a new offense, with a new offensive coordinator, et cetera. But, like, he, he hasn't wavered. Like, he, he is the face outside of Herm. Like, Jaden Daniels is the face of ASU football right now, and I think that's that should be something that ASU fans are happy with, content with. Forget what all these national writers who spend 10, 15 minutes a day looking at the just the stats and not watching the games or not listening to anything, not talking to the players, none of that. Like, I, like what you guys said, pump the brakes. Like, spring football hasn't even started and people are writing off the ASU's quarterback room. Like, calm down. Not, yeah, be fine. not to mention, like, this. if this article wasn't just about Jaden, like, they also mentioned the backups. We have Borgay and we have a former four-star from Alabama as one of the backups. Like it's and it's not it's not like he's a former four star who was a starter and sucked. He was a former four star that got no opportunities because he was sitting behind a Heisman winner and other people in that quarterback room. Obviously, it wasn't he wasn't the backup, but like there there's reasons to be excited beyond just Jaden. So the whole thing is a little ridiculous to me. Yeah. Anybody that was signed to Alabama, uh, whether (laughs) like they played at all. Like that's saying something <laughs> like Nick Saban, at the very yeah. least. Nick Saban liked you enough to be like, Hey, you can come wear the Crimson Tide. Like that's, that shouldn't be something that's taken lightly. And odds are he, he won't see the field much this year because of Jaden. Um, but again, that's 
something that you want in your quarterback room. I would think at the least a guy that, like you said, sat behind the Heisman winner in Bryce Young. Like that's something you want in your quarterback room is to have a guy that's seen the peak and premiere of college football now be here in Tempe uh, with your guy. Like, I mean, you can't ask for anything more. And quick note before we wrap, number one last year was Utah. And the (laughs) reason why it was number one is because Charlie Brewer, and we all know how that went. Um, So take this with a grain of salt because, and to be fair, they did obviously say that, you know, um, Cameron Rising is a capable backup, which he was, but sometimes things don't go as planned. So take it with a grain of salt, not a big deal. Move on. The rankings aren't the end all be all, but. This is the end-all, be-all of today's episode. Nice. Right? There you go. You love my transitions. You can follow the show on social at PHNX underscore Sun Devils. You can follow me on social at Anthony underscore Totri. Sean? At Sean underscore to pause. Sexy as always. (laughs) You can follow me at Shane Deef. Thank you guys again for listening today. We will be back with a live post-game show tomorrow following the ASU Oregon game. That we got hmm. just just a lot of fun. We got a Friday fun day, and then we got another post-game on Saturday. So still a lot to get into this week. But for now, peace. <laughs>